these are your, your heroes and heroines for the day. Um, super happy that everybody is here. Um, if you're, you're kind of, maybe this is your first time to visit, we're, I'm Pastor Andrew. Uh, Pastor Scott has the flu. So we're happy he's not here to share that with everybody. <laughs> Although he, he texted me this morning, I was in prayer, and he's like, I'm so mad. <laughs> Obviously he wants to be here to be part of this thing. And, and uh, Tawana said to us earlier today, you know, we've been going on about you can't miss a Sunday on, in February, right? How many times have you heard us say it? Well, I had to go away for work. Scott's got the flu. She's like, you can't say that anymore, right? <laughs> it's like a jinx or something. So thank you for being here. We're in the middle of a series called Our Story. Um, and last week we had, oh man, uh, it's, I don't, there's not words. It was amazing. And uh, just people that are courageous. Uh, we had Cabri, Megan, Danielle shared parts of their story with us uh, last week. And I'm telling you, they're courageous. And so let's give them a hand for doing that. And then today you're, you're very, very lucky to have uh, blessed to have the, the people that are doing it today. Um, so I just want to say one thing real quick, a quick announcement. Um, so the last week of this, uh, Pastor Scott and I are going to do an interview uh, that's going to be kind of unique, um, probably nothing like has been done around here before. Um, we're going to interview each other with some questions and stuff, but we're doing something kind of crazy. Uh, and in the back, by the door, there's a new drop box that's been installed and they're blank note cards. And if there's something you're curious about, about, I don't know why we're doing this, <laughs> about Pastor Scott or myself and kind of like just questions. I can't guarantee that your question will make it on the panel, but drop it in the box between now and, and next. We get basically today, you have next Sunday and then the, that, the Sunday after that's when we're going to do it. So if you've got something, just drop it in there and we'll check it out and we'll see We'll see what exciting things you might uncover uh, from all that. So, so that's what's going to happen in a couple weeks. And then just to kind of remind everybody why we're doing our story the way we're doing it uh, is because, you know, you, you, maybe you've been to church a lot. Maybe you haven't been to church much at all. But sometimes it's hard to take the, the Word of God and, and, and what it means and a story about Moses and Noah and Adam and, and how does that relate to where I live in 2018. And so... Um, we started thinking about that and praying about it, and well, normal may be overrated, but just you know, people like us, right, and their struggle with faith and their victories in faith and their battles in faith, and so that's kind of the what what preempted this. And and there's a scripture that the psalmist wrote, and it's it, it kind of captures a little bit about the reason why we're doing this. And it says, "What is mankind that you are mindful of them, or human beings that you take care of them?" In other words, he's saying, you know, as great as you are, God. What is it about me that you're interested in? And sometimes it's hard for us to make that connection. The famous picture, uh, Michelangelo's painting of the God finger and the human finger not quite touching. There's always this gap between the divinity and the divine and, and us as humans. And Jesus came to change that. He came to be real to us. He came to live with us. He came... Emmanuel, God with us. And so when that happened, that paradigm shift took place. Now he walks with us. And so that's part of why we're telling this story because we want, we want you to experience um, some of the things that God has done in different people's lives. So these three people here are amazing. Uh, these guys have been around the Life Center for a long time. Jim, by 
your story will kind of will explain that, but you've been kind of a part of this thing through Mary for a long time. And these are, these are members of our community that are, have been here, and they're solid. They've seen this church grow. They've seen this church go through changes. They've seen a lot of things. Their faith has been steady for a long time, and uh, they're, they're generous people. They believe in the vision and mission of what we do here. They want to see people uh, connected to Christ. And so we're going to talk to them, uh, Jim, Mary, and Kay, if you don't know them. Kay, Jim, Mary, this is everybody else. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to get to know these people. They're great people. So we're going to start with some questions um, Let's start with, uh, let's not pick on Jim yet. Let's start with Mary. Mary, you look like you're ready to go. <laughs> so so, so um, this, is, this is quite a story. I, I told them, I was talking to them in the office. I was like, you guys have kind of a Cinderella story. Uh, and so you'll get to hear a little bit, a little bit of that today. So, so Mary, how many years did you attend this church uh, without Jim? Over 20 years. Over 20 years. So... Mary came to church here. It's on. They'll fix you back there. So Mary came to church here for over 20 years by herself. Um, and we're going to kind of ask a couple questions about that to Jim and see how that landed. <laughs> uh, so um, I, think, I think the thing that kind of sticks out. I, so I was raised in church. I've never had you know a one parent that didn't go or whatever. And then my wife and I have been in church. So I know a lot of people that have been in a similar situation with you guys, but never experienced it myself. And so sometimes I wonder, um, you know, what would it be like to be the only one or, or to have, because church is like a big part of your life, right? It's a big part of a, a family, a marriage. So sometimes it, you know, like, how did you just stick it out? Like, was it? I just knew if I prayed, the Lord would answer me one day. I just knew because Jim, you know, when you come home, he, he was never always negative, but he would be negative, and it would rum off on me. And um, when I could, when I would go to church, I would pray about it. Then he wouldn't be so negative. It'd be like, Lord, you're answering my prayers. This is great. So, but in the beginning, I did bring the children, but the children didn't stay. But I do want to say one thing. It's it's on my mind. I remember um, searching for churches, and I never forget when I took my son Jimmy to um, St. Clair's. And he said to me, after we were here, he said to me, no, we ain't in no church. And I said, okay, Jim. So we went back here. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was something, though, because I prayed a lot. I went to, um, you know, I worked. I was, the Lord surrounded me with, with certain Christians. And I never forget one time I sat in, right in back of Sister Della. That's Debbie Gallio's mother. Mm -hmm. And um, when Debbie asked me one day what church I went to, and I told her, she says, oh, my God, my mother goes there. I said, describe her. Sure enough, she sat right in front of me. So Debbie was, she, but her mother prayed for them. And they're back in the church. That's it right. was so awesome. But yeah, Jim, he, um, he, he came occasionally, but never really stayed. But I, I say that, you know, I hope the Lord gives me 20 more good years. And I want to be in heaven with Jim. <laughs> so that's, that's my main objective. That's right. That's right. So obviously... Uh, obviously, it's. I'm sure there were discouraging times for you, um, and like, I mean, did you ever just feel like, well, I I probably should just not do the church thing because you know I need. How did you navigate no, that no, part? I never was. I never stayed away from church only because I, I there was this guy near my house. He was um his name was Fur Dog, 
he says in the back of his car, I only fear God. And I'm thinking, my God, that guy's smart. <laughs> you know, he's smart. I said, because if you're going to fear anybody, it's the one the fear is the Lord. Right. Because anything could happen. So, and, you know, we, we pray when we eat. And I, I, I say this as a jokingly, but I, I mean it in a way. I say, I pray because I don't want to choke when I'm eating. So, <laughs> you know, so the Lord takes care of me. So, but uh, we, we do. Jim prays. I pray. We, we're really, it's the positive that, that's in our life right now. So I'm, it's amazing. And I know the Lord's taking care of me. I know he's taking care of my family. And Jimmy's here and Nicole's here today, but they're all going to be in here someday. I know it. That's so. awesome. So, uh, Jim, I want to pick on you a little bit. I'll ask you a couple of questions. So, um, I, I guess the thing, the thing for me, Jim, is so I've been around this church a long time, and I remember meeting you at different events or whatever, um, and I've got to tell you, you're a little intimidating, man. You get that whole, like, uh, <laughs> so um, what was it that, like, what has happened that has caused you to make this move towards Christ the way you have? It basically started, what, last year, early last year? Am I right? Time frame? So, May. May? So what, what's the trigger? What, what caused the sudden? Freedom. Describe that. What do you mean? Well, first off, <laughs> first off, let's get one thing straight. I never stopped my wife from coming to church. You have no right to do that to your wife. Yeah. You got no right how much money that she can tithe. You got no right. The other thing is, if you're grieving in your family, you got no right to tell somebody how else to grieve. That's right. That is impossible to tell what that person feels or what this person feels. And there was a few people in my family done that to my mother when her sister died. Yeah. And you know what? I, I still got a taste in my mouth. Yeah. It's not right. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. <clears throat> You're doing good, man. You're doing good. Uh, we got tissues. You're good. So <laughs> let's get back to the thing about her coming to church by herself. I never stopped her from doing that because I had other things I needed to do. Yeah. I was working for about 15 to 17 years, I worked every seven days, except for one day a month. And that was a Saturday, I mean a Sunday. That was my only day off. Because yeah. I was working on assembly line 12, 15, 16 hours a day. I did that for 17 years. Wow. So I was already in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm so sorry that I didn't leave there. Because I've lost time with my children, the Lord. I'll give you a break for a second. You're doing great. So what Jim just shared. The timing wasn't good. This is a, this is a big deal, right? Because the thing we struggle with is, is balancing life. And these guys are in an amazing position because what he just... It takes courage to sit where they're sitting, so I want you to know that. <laughs> but what he just described about wishing he could change things, this is the beauty about what they're experiencing now and what God does in people's lives because time that has passed is just that, right? We can't go back and get that. 
But when we connect with Christ and he starts changing us and his first words word was freedom. When they start experiencing that, there are scriptures in the word of God that give us the promise that whatever has been stolen from us in the past, God will give that back to us. And I'm, it's a promise. And, and I told him sitting in the office, like, I, I love seeing Jim. Is it the second or third? I, I lose count. I'm running out. There's a lot of Jims. So this guy is Jim the second, right? He's junior. Seeing him here. No, no you're, see, I told you. Senior's deceased. Okay, so there, he's third in line then. And then there's fourth upstairs. There's a lot of gems. So um, this guy, having him here, is, I, I don't know, it's, it, it inspires me. So time that is past is past, but God is already revisiting that with you guys. And you're getting to see it happen. And the words just, you know what I mean? It's just incredible. Well, so you, you, you got together now. You're good. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> the truck plant closed on Browning Highway. I had 27 and a half years in there when they done that, and I found myself getting back into the same routine again when I went to Allison Transmission for 10 years. Now I'm flip flopping. I'm working five days daylight, two days off in the middle of the week, flip flopping night shift, but. The good thing about it was I got a little bit of my freedom back because I had seven days in a row off. Well, nice. Well, guess what? That got old, too. <laughs> so I figured, you know, <clears throat> it was a bad economy at that time, and I was being laid off a week, work a week, off a week, off a, on a week, off a week. I said, you know what? The yo-yo game's over. I retired. I've been retired. This July, I'll be retired 10 years. And you're talking about freedom? I don't know how I kept a full-time job. (laughs) It's amazing. Because I'd have been fired long ago. (laughs) But then it happened to me a third time. Three times must be a charm. My mom got very ill. Yeah. Yep. You're talking about heart. Five and a half years you live with me. Yep. Yep. That was a tough a tough time. Mm-hmm. Then I told her, I said, Mom, I'm going back to church. I said, You can go see the Lord. He's waiting for you. Because it was no one getting well. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Missed the Sunday since. I know. If I'm not mistaken, it was either the first or second week after she had passed that you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, you haven't missed missed a Sunday yet since then. Um, I was even four, four and a half hours away <laughs> deer hunting. Deer. <laughs> and I came back to my sanctuary, not somebody else's. <laughs> so, not, not to brag. I just felt as though I belong here. Maybe come home, right? So one just... If you could kind of, like when Mary, you, you said at the beginning that you never kept her from coming to church, but but was it a was it a strain on your marriage that she was always coming oh, to church? Yeah, on absolutely. Okay. Well, we won't get into the well, details. Just that's all I needed to know. <laughs> now, what, it wasn't a, nag, a nagging part of it. It was just saying there's people in church praying for you, like um, Pastor Scott's mother, Sister Richardson. Yeah, yep. I know Pastor Law was probably 
and whoever else was in the sanctuary. Elder. Elder. Yeah, yeah. She always asked. And um, the other night when I was with um, Bishop, he told me, he said, you don't know how happy I am when you walk back in my sanctuary. Yep, yep. And you know what? I don't have anybody else to look after me anymore except the people here. Yep. That's what's... So it's great, man. Yeah. If you ain't here, you're missing it. Like, you know what? I don't know how, how much I missed not being here. So... Mary said she was here over 20 years without Jim. It's true. And there were people that prayed for over 20 years yes. for this moment. And, and yeah. I got a picture. Hey, uh, can you pop up that picture? Uh, I think this, this, that picture. <laughs> that picture tells the story because... And Pastor Scott, I love you too, man. You chased, you chased me for 20 years. I know it. <laughs> that picture tells the story, right? Um, just the expression on Mary's face. And, and I, asked, I asked Mary, um, I'll ask you again, what, what was that emotion right there? Like, what was going through your mind at that moment? He, he saved. He saved. And all I could do was go over there and give him a kiss. It was like so, so great. <laughs> And we got Jim the Fourth looking, enjoying the show, right? It's just, it's, it's amazing. The, the life transformation, the thing is, we live, in a, we live in a society that I can have popcorn in two and a half minutes. And I can find anything I need to find in, in as fast as my thumbs can move. And if, if, if my internet takes five seconds, I'm complaining. So we are not prone, geared, wired, enabled to pray for something for 20 years. It's hard for us. But she did it, and other people did. And I want to tell a story about you. I, I left this as a surprise. I didn't tell you. Years ago, you may not even remember this. It, it made an impact on my life. Years ago, I was at this church, and we had, it was like, I, I think it was a Saturday night. We had, we had like a, we were doing a prayer se- seminar series. And I was teaching about faith. And it was very low-keyed. It was just a relaxed environment. And uh, I, I talked about faith. And then it was over, and Mary comes to the front. She's like, Pastor Andrew, she's like, my shoulder and arm have been hurting for days. She's like, I just need you to pray. I think God's going to heal me. We prayed. There was no music in the background. It was just you and me right down here on the old fuzzy carpet. And uh, we finished praying. She's like, that feels great. I've told that story preaching at other places because the, the thing that stuck out to me about that was, and if you know Mary, you know this to be very true. Her faith is so sincere and real. If, if she prays, she just believes God's going to take care of it. And, and that's, that is what we're talking about here. So let's give Jim and Mary a big hand. What, a, what an amazing story. One more thing I got to say about this guy. He was talking to Pastor Scott two weeks ago, and I was actually in Japan, and Scott texted me to tell me this. He was talking to Pastor Scott two weeks ago. He's like, you know, Pastor Scott, he's like, before this year's up, I'm going to bring 25 people with me. <laughs> and we got, we got some sitting right here, right? So that's just, it's amazing when, when God does uh, a work in, in, in your life. And so I'm super proud of you guys. You guys are inspirational. Uh, last week I was up here 
uh, asking questions, and I got choked up like you did. And I look back, and you've got your hand up. You're praying for me. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, Kay, we're going to talk to you a little bit. Um, and if you, don't know, if you don't know any of these people, you owe it to yourself to get to know them. But, but Kay's a jewel and has been, how many years have you been here? I don't know. Do you know how many years? No, you don't have to say. You get a pass. <laughs> I have been in this church for 46 years. Whoa. I don't want to make this sound like really bad, but I celebrated my 46th birthday <laughs> on Saturday. So that's pretty amazing. Last Saturday. That's pretty amazing. No, I am proud of that. I really You am. should be. Yes. You don't look yes. a day over 26, I'm telling you. Are you sure you did your math right? <laughs> Well, I have two boys that can prove that. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I start with a couple of kind of background questions for you. Um, first of all, how old were you when you immigrated to America? 18. 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And then a follow-on to that is, have you always been a Christian? No. When no, did you find I that? I was born and raised Hindu. Uh, my parents were all Hindus. Um, my religion was, of course, Hinduism. And um, I came to this country. And um, to tell the truth, I, my parents never really practiced Hinduism that much. So I was not li- really raised into it. I was just, we just, like some people that don't go to church, it was that form. However, when I came here, and you know what the scripture says, he that seek after righteousness, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So when I came here, I knew there was something more out there. And so I was reaching out for that. And of course, God led the way. He showed me where um, where I need to be, what I'm looking for, and he's going to meet me. He's going to meet me there. So so okay, your your first encounter with 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 Christ was at this church? Yes, sir. I didn't yes, know sir. that. That's well, amazing. What had happened was um, like I said, if you're seeking after God, God will make a way for you, regardless of what situation you're in. As long as you're sincere, God will be there for you. So what had happened was, um, God rest his soul, Brother Bob, Sister Lundy, they were the first people that came. Well, Brother Bob didn't come door knocking, but he would, would drive them around. He would drive Sister Lundy, that's his wife, and um, Sister Betty, and they came to my door. And I have two young children, two years old, and I think Mo was one. And they, um, they saw the top of their head over the window. <laughs> and they said, there are kids that live in this house, so we're going to go over there. So they came to my door, and they invited the children. They brought bubble gum. That's what they're going to bribe them with, you know. <laughs> so, which is good, which is good. Because the scripture said, you know, you know, go into go the, the highways and ride them and bring them into my house that my house may be full. So, however, that is what, that's really what happened. So they came to my door and they invited the kids and I said, you know, I'm not sending my children with strangers. Can I come too? And they said, sure, sure, sure you can come. And I, so of course that led one thing to another. Yeah. How, um. You know, they were going to come pick me up and bring me to the church and, you wow. know, so on and so forth. So, and that's the beginning of my, that's That's my fascinating. So, bubblegum. Bubblegum yes. case story. Bubblegum. That's gum. the beginning. Amazing, right? Yeah. So, what, back 
couple years ago, what was bubblegum? Three or four cents a, p- uh, a pack, maybe? Uh, that was a very wise investment from the Lundies. <laughs> so she's mentioned she had two, two sons, uh, Roe and Mo. Yes. And both of these guys are, have families of their own, very successful doctors, just fantastic. And so there's something specific about Kay's story that I want to ask a couple questions about, and that is um, she's obviously immigrated to the country, but then you were a single mom for how many years? Um, about 30, I think about 30 years almost, okay. something like that. So you raised those two boys? By myself. By yourself. So, yeah. so give us just a little sneak peek of what raising those two boys was like for you. Well, um, it's, it's not easy. I'm not, not going to sit here and say it's easy to raise two, two young children. It is a tremendous responsibility you're trust into this this um, arena where you better do right by these children because God has given you this you know this responsibility, and so um, of course I you know I did what I had to do. I had to work a job. I had to be both parents at the same time, a father and a mother. And um, long story, you know, you're you're there. You have to be there to to be for your children, regardless of what happened. And so I did what I had to do as a single mom. So let me ask you a question about that. You Mm -hmm. said you had to be the mom and the dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how many of you guys know a single mom? We got Mm -hmm. several in our church here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how they do it. It's it's a big job. I mean, it's hard for two people to raise kids. Um, So I think one of the things that, that you obviously did uh, is you kept a positive, co- positive role models in, in those boys' life. How did you, how did you navigate that? Because obviously you can't be two people. Uh, so how did you, how did you work well, to try to keep... Well, you have to set your priorities right. There's a balance, you know, because it is a defining moment, and you have to, um, you have to ensure that whatever you do, you're doing the right thing. But most of all, it was this church that helped me to make the right decisions. So if there is anybody out there who has any doubt of where you should be or how you should raise your children, bring them here. Bring them here. I, had, I have some trailblazers that looked after my kids when they were in Sunday school. And because they started young, and that's what, you know, I'm just speaking to any mom that has young children, or it doesn't have to be just a mom, anybody. If you raise your kids in church and you're there with them, you cannot go wrong. That's right. God will be there for you and for these kids. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing in this world. I tell you, I could, I could sit here till from now till tomorrow morning and tell you guys stories for the last 46 years that my kids were here. And the people here that made an impact in their lives that taught Sunday schools, most of them are not even here anymore. But when you plant a seed, you see the fruit of your labor after. That's right. Sister Lundy, Brother Bob is no longer here. But every day I thank God for that man. He's such a good person. And Sister Lundy, of course, she's out right now with her daughter. But these are people that, that brought me and helped me and was there for me, like, like Jim was saying, this is the family I had. I had nobody in this country. I came here like a stranger. 
it was just me and my children and, and your father. And of course, you know, he was not in the picture after a little while. But um, it was the church that did, that was my support system that was there for me throughout everything. Um, they were an emotional support, uh, you know, a spiritual support. You name it, they were there. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So. That's amazing. And I, I got to say a big shout out to, to the, the team that works upstairs <clears throat> watching kids. Yep. Um, because let me just tell you something. If you've never done that job, you should probably try it. It's, it's, it'll change your life. <laughs> but they, they, they willingly do it. And because they're up there, you know, they're not just babysitting kids. They're instilling little nuggets of truth and principles in their life. And it, it, it will, it, the fruit will definitely show up. And so uh, she's described, I think my wife says if Hillary Clinton got one thing right, and she coined that phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, right? So, and, and we've, uh, we, last week, Cabri, a single mom, said the exact same thing. And the value of having a community like this that comes alongside you and supports it's it's so much more than just being here on a Sunday morning there's so much more to it than that and if anybody can if anybody can help with the church as well because I was a Sunday school teacher you know at one point so um you know if there is anything you know thank you Ty (laughs) um anybody that can help out uh, you know you know please do we need help here I mean, I've been here, done that, you name it. Yep. You know, it, it, it is a defining moment when you have to be thrust into this great responsibility, whether you're single mom or not. Um, you have children. And like Brother Andrew said this morning about the kids that were in, in Florida that were killed, they never came home. <coughs> you know, you have so much. Because what you do today, it's not coming back. Today is going to be past and gone. That's right. And you, you don't want to live in regrets That's and right. say, well, I should have done this or I should have done That's that right. for my kids. I can truly say that if tomorrow I, the Lord called me home, I have no regrets. Amen. I have done what it takes to raise our kids, give them what they, not what they want, but <laughs> what they need. But what they need. Give them what they need to make them successful citizens, people. And so, um, I didn't, what, what else do you want One, one other thing I would say. <laughs> You're on a roll. You're doing great. I think, I think the, final, the final question, you kind of, you, you, you've sort of already answered this, but if, if there was advice that you could give, you've kind of already done it, but if you could, if you could package it into a nugget to a single parent, uh, to a new believer, um, just what would, because what, obviously principles have guided your life. What would those, what would that nugget be? Well, for, um, say the question again. Basically, if you were going to give someone some advice, oh, okay. you know, a single parent or just a new believer, whatever. Okay. Well, first of all, keep the faith. Um, stay true to yourself. Do the right thing. And this is the place that is going to show you to do the right thing. I have, I have, um, you know, stood on the shoulders of great people that influenced my life, like Elder McIntyre, Bishop McIntyre. These were the people that have been there, and I sat under their ministry, and it's, it's the word of God that has kept me, because each day I come here, I'm 
I am learning, I'm growing, I'm listening, it's taking root, and then I am acting on it. Whatever they're teaching me, I am putting it towards my children. And they see, you don't tell children what to do, you show them what to do. You live the life, and they will follow. That's right. That's That's all you have to do. That's right. Communicate with your kids. So if there are people here who who has their faith is wavering a little bit, you know, stay put. Hang with people that has that has faith. I mean, I can't say enough about Pastor Andrew, Pastor Scott, the people that have gone before Bishop McIntyre, Elder McIntyre, and them, and Brother Mooney, um, even Brother Dave, and all these guys that are here to teach us. I mean, I'm not too old to learn something. And I'm learning something new every single day. My husband and I, you know, we talked. He, um, I mean, Sid is a great guy. He's an awesome husband. And um, when you do the right thing, God will show you. And he will, yeah. he will, he will direct your path. He, yeah. will, he will give you what you need. Yep. I mean, I was a single parent for so many years. And then God sent a husband to me. I don't know that I... You know, this is what I wanted or what I was doing. But God says, no, you need to help me. You, know? you got a good one, too. So, yes. <laughs> that was God's will. That was sure. God's will. Sure. So, so, folks, those single parents and whoever are there, don't ever underestimate the power of God. That's right. His immense power. That's right. His endless love, his, his right. amazing grace. That's right. Everything that you could think of. Amen. And you know where it all came from? From God's love. Because starting here is where my root was. Can you imagine? I could never. I Sometimes I lie in bed and I'm thinking, where would I have been if it was not for this church? Mm. Where, where would my life have taken me? Where would my boys be today? I mean, I can't even begin to yeah. fathom that. Yeah. You know, what would have had happen? Boy, and again, yes. like I said, I had no folks in this place, but today I have plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I have, beside, beside the church family, I have like four families. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I am so blessed with yes. so, so many yes. people in my yes. life. Yes. I have my husband's family. I have my own. I have the church family. I have yeah. um, even my in-laws, my children's, um, you know, Cousins, aunts, uncles, they're still in our lives. They're still here, although their father isn't. But um, I'm just telling you how God works in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. He performs miracles. Yeah. Every day I am seeing a, a new miracle in my life. Amen. And I'm thinking, because of this church and because where we're at here, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, just keep the faith, you know, hang in there. Um, even if it doesn't happen today, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, and you will see you when you're when it's all said and done. You will see the success of your children, and it'll make you so proud that you have overcome. Yeah. You have, um, you know, what I said for the, for the uh, single moms: be the CEO of your household. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I've had a little thing written down here. What what is CEO? Be committed. Stay encouraged. Show care and concern to them. Communicate with them every day. E, empower them, embrace them, engage in their lives. Make sure you know what they're doing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, of course, oh, take ownership, um, offer thanks for all the goodness that God has given you, and um, 
just just you know like like overkill with praises. That's right. Mm-hmm. Don't That's tell right. your children how bad they are or how you know they're not doing good. My my older son, you know, he was um, straight A students all the time. Of course, when he wrote his boards exam, he had a ninety nine percentile, and um, he says, "Mom, how come when I bring straight A's, you never says you did straight A, but when Mo bring, or when I bring one A minus, you're ready, you know, you're on my case." <laughs> and I said, "You know what? Because I, you set such high standard, yeah. that is expected of you." And you were showing your brother, you know, the same thing. Yeah. So when you guys, you know, when, when, you know, again, when you're doing what you got to do, if your faith is teetering a little bit, hang with the people that can help you. Yeah. Look for somebody. My dad always say, um, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you're going to be. That's yep. right. And Very he says, um, when, when you do the right thing, it's almost like every day is Christmas. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to... Um, you know, worry that there's a bad day. Of course, there's going to be frustration. Of course, life is not a smooth journey. God didn't promise us a smooth journey, but he did promise us a safe one. That's right. That's right. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on along the way, bumps and obstacles. And, but you will overcome. Yeah. You will. You will. At, at the end of the day, you just hang on to the unchanging hand of God. You know, be in church as much as you can. And one more very important thing. There was one time when it was so hard on me, I was working three jobs, and I was also teaching Sunday school. And then not too long after, I went back to school myself to get my degrees. And all of these things, and you know what? I never stopped not paying tithes and offering. Through it all, no matter how little bit of money that we had, I made sure God's money was out first. And I think that's why we're blessed. It's a principle, yeah. I think, I think because I don't know how it happened. Don't ask me, please. You know, why, you, why you, you're, you're blessed. But every time I put something in that offering, it comes back like sevenfold. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know where it's coming from, but it is there. I have never not have the money to pay a bill or to, to buy something if I want or I need or for the children. There were times when things were rough, and yep. I'm sure everybody's going yep. through that. Yep. You know, I never forget when my, my older son, he was at Georgetown University, and he says, he says, Mom, he came home one night real late, and I said, what are you doing home? Because he was staying in, um, he had an, they had an apartment, he was rooming with another guy. And um, he, says, he says, Mom, I didn't have the money to pay for parking. And it cost $20 in those days. That was quite a few years ago at Georgetown. And he said, I didn't have the money. So he waited till midnight when the gate was going to be open and when it's free. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, what did you do from, from since school was out till midnight? And he said, Mom, I stayed at the library. I went and I got something to eat from the vending machine. I did all my work. I waited for the time. And then when I knew the gate is going to open for free now, I got out. <laughs> And then I drove home. <laughs> and, you know, that hurt me so bad to know that, you know, this child, for 20 lousy dollars, he didn't have. Yeah. And today God had blessed him so yeah. tremendously. Yeah. I don't want to say how much he <laughs> how many $20, <laughs> how many $20 he's got yeah, now. 20 but, <laughs> you know, but, but, um, but you, you know, people know. 
and, and you know where, where your blessings come yep. from. So, so obviously, the, the principles, the stories, this is what, this is what makes, uh, this is what makes faith a reality. And so let's give them a hand for being courageous, for sharing their story. And worship team, you guys can come. Um, I just, I got to say that, that being able to hear this, their stories, it, it's encouraging to me. Um, these guys are in the little bit older than me stage. And um, we have a, a little bit older than Andrew group. <laughs> Prime timers that Pastor Philip leads. And this guy does an incredible job. Uh, and, and let me just tell you something. The folks that fall in that category that are part of this team, this group, you don't know what all they do. They're always, they're, they're, they have regular meetings at retirement homes where they're ministering to people, they're touching people, um, they're going on, they go on trips together, uh, they meet here every Tuesday night and they're praying for this community. Um, these guys are not retired and not doing anything. These guys are in a phase of their life, and they are still making a major impact on what happens in this church community. And I personally am super thankful for that and grateful for that, grateful for the heritage and the legacy that they represent. And I'm grateful that they're pouring back into you and I. Right? There's something that comes with the age bracket that they fall into, and it's called wisdom. And when I was 25 years old, I thought I was the wisest thing on the planet. At 46, I look back and think, dude, you were an idiot. <laughs> you didn't know anything. Because each year that I've lived and gotten older, wisdom just comes through time and experience. And we just caught just nuggets. You owe it to yourself to find somebody that falls in this category and go have coffee with them. Like, I don't have time for that. Oh, you have time for that. You have time for that, right? Because the legacy they're leaving, the, the wisdom they impart, the information they provide, the principle that Kay mentioned about just the faithfulness in her giving and what it has done in her life, those are principles that they've chosen to adhere to, and those things have changed their life and changed the life of their kids and their grandkids. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for celebrating. You guys got to hug their necks and thank them for being so bold and courageous. I'm telling you, this is, this is incredible. This is incredible. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Have a great week.